Hey, hey, sisters, welcome back to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today I am sharing a really cool conversation that I had with one of my longest standing clients, Kamala Wade. She is sharing about this shift that happened, this monumental shift that happened in her life just a few weeks into coaching. And she continues on to share about how this has unlocked her creativity and just allowed her really step into who God created her to be, to live in her giftings, to achieve goals and really have this greater impact on her family and her community and so much more. I'm super excited to share this conversation with you. So let's do this jingle and then we'll dive in. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. I just wanted to bring Kamala on to share her experience, to share some of her areas of growth, areas that we've worked on together. Um, how it's impacted her family, so on and so forth. And so Kamala, I know when you came in, it was the winter exclusive relaunch. It was this kind of first time I offered a very, very low ticket entry into the program, included the planner and six weeks of coaching, basically for the cost of the planner. Um, and so it was very, um, I don't know. It was very new. There was no structure to it. Right. It was just a very simple, like, what do you need coaching on? And I would pull out things that stood out to me and we would discuss them further since the programs changed a lot where now we have structure and training videos and, um, a guide, all kinds of stuff, <laughs> homework. Yes. Um, I like them. <laughs> and so I guess just start off telling me about who Kamala was prior to coming into the I am last December, like where were you in your faith in your mothering and your mindset and your productivity? What was, what was your thoughts about yourself and your family and mothering and all that? Okay. So whenever we first came in, I actually, the main reason that, or I guess the main 
problem that I had was I felt like I had hit a plateau in my faith with God. And I was afraid of regressing, of falling back into this pit that I had climbed out of. And that was something I, I knew God was still there, but I couldn't feel him as strong as I wanted to, as I knew I should. And I didn't want that to, like I said, cause me to go backwards. That was my, my biggest thing was I knew the faith wasn't where it's supposed, where it was supposed to be. And that actually, I didn't realize at the time affected everything. I had, um, my relationships with other people was very codependent, uh, people pleasing, not pleasing God first. And my family ended up struggling and suffering in that a lot. And I didn't even see it until afterwards. Um, and myself, I had no self-worth. I didn't self-care was nothing. Like I, I had no idea <laughs> at all. And <laughs> so everything was just what I thought it was supposed to be like reading my Bible. I was reading two chapters a day because I had previously read a chapter a day and I made it through. And so I was like, okay, I'm just read more. Like I didn't have any clue where to even begin in a true relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And, and that faithful foundation, I had no idea what that even meant. So <laughs> wow, God, God knew. And that's why he had you do it at the price and the way, because he knew, I mean, not that I'm the only one who needed it. I'm sure there were others, but he knew I needed it. And he knew that was the only way I was going to get it at that time. So <laughs> definitely right. ordained. Yeah. Wow. I guess I didn't realize like maybe, maybe it's just because we've been working together for so long. I'm like, I didn't realize I knew the whole faith aspect. Right. And how, um, that was one of the first things that we worked on. And I remember I actually was on a coaching call in a coffee shop one day because I was like in town running errands when I had, when I had done that coaching call with you and we were talking about all of the like Bible studies you were doing because you were in a Bible study and some other small group and different fellowship oh, yeah. and reading two chapters a day. And I'm like, girlfriend, no wonder there's like, there's this massive checklist kind of every day for what your relationship right. with God has to look like. And, and so we had talked about just reading like a small, like one verse or a small passage a day. And that mm -hmm. had kind of unlocked so much and God showed up and spoke to you. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about that experience and how that's morphed into like, you shared a testimony in the community the other day about your She Rises testimony and yeah. going through that course, but there's been so much else that's gone on in the last year. So do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we started um, just reading just a small passage, um, how the Bible breaks it up, just a complete story, not even a full chapter. And it's so funny because the first time I did it, so I started in Matthew and that actually was a lot of a package in with that, a lot of uh, junk in there with that too, but <laughs> it got cleared out in the process too. But anyway, so I started in Matthew and I, I think it was two weeks. I don't remember exactly, but I think it was two weeks now. Um, I was reading the part where the angel comes to Joseph and is telling him, don't be afraid because 
I've already got it planned out. You know, I'm going to help you do this. And the same day or within the same week, there was a verse and I can't remember it off the top of my head now, but it was a Psalm or a Proverbs. And it was God saying, I'm going to show you the way. And so it was like, he just spoke. I mean, I could just feel it, hear it, see it. He was like, don't be afraid to do what I'm guiding you to do because I'm going to show you how. And at that time it had been, gosh, what was that December? So it had been six months since I had written at all in my book. So I'm, for those of you who don't know, I'm an author and I had finished my last book, got ready. I published the last one. I was working on the third one and I was like, well, I don't really know how to go about this because I might contradict myself. So I have a trilogy and I'm making a spinoff series from that trilogy. It's a fantasy faith-based, I don't know, it's evolved (laughs) from the beginning, but I was very apprehensive about writing because I thought that I had to research my own book and get all the details down before I even started or else I was going to screw it up and it was going to be published. And then people were going to say I was a fraud and I don't know, all the bad stuff was going to happen. And so I was afraid I was living in that fear. And whenever that message from God came to me, it was writing was like at the forefront. I was like, just write. And I was like, I want to write, but I was scared to write. I didn't know what he wanted me to write. And I was trying to figure it out without actually going to him first, just me figuring it out and hoping that it lined up with what he said. Mm -hmm. And so that first, when I had that just after two weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, it works. I didn't have to read two chapters and I heard him. (laughs) And so the next coaching session was actually about the writing. And it was like, okay, we got through it. We did our coaching and talking. And at the end, I remember you asked me, you said, so how do you feel? What are you thinking? And I was like, I really just want to go write. (laughs) And so I did, I started writing. I don't know if it was that week or the next week after, but I know by the first of the year, I had already started writing. I think I was on chapter three by this point last year. And now I've finished the first draft of that book and a whole nother book that I didn't even plan on writing. So. Right. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. You you inspire me because like write a book is it's not on my goals this year, but it's been something God has been like putting on my heart, putting on my heart, surrounding me with authors. And so I'm like, I don't know, Lord, if you just say in July, write a book, you know, Kamala gives me confidence. We can do it still by yes. the end of the year. So yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I love that. Okay. So you talked about um really like your faith being something that was transformed right off the bat. And then you shared about how that like had an effect on your writing, allowed you to be more creative and just let God lead in that whole writing process. And now you've finished two books this year and are just waiting on edits and things to come back for those. Um, And so in what other, I guess, what other first, what other areas besides like faith and like goal setting a little bit, because we worked a little bit on setting goals for your book. Um, What other areas have we worked on together that like stand out to you that were really impactful? Um, The biggest, like my biggest benefit was 
or is still to this day mindset mastery. So a couple of years ago, God actually gave me uh, for our vacation Bible school. For those of you who don't know, my husband is a pastor. And so I end up doing a lot of leading stuff in the church, even when I don't want to. <laughs> it just happens. And so I ended up doing vacation Bible school whenever we got to our church. And this, it was 2019 or 2020, I ended up doing the armor of God. And I had no clue. I'd never even heard of it before until I read through and even just reading through, it was like the armor of God. And I was like, okay. So I had to do my own research and still my knowledge was limited. And now I know that mindset mastery is the core of everything. <laughs> like right. it is, Jesus is the armor and mindset is how it works. Like that's the application. Right. And at first I thought it was just the helmet. And after going through, she rises spoiler. If you're going to go through it, the armor, <laughs> it's the end. And it's awesome. I mean, it's a bang and I use it. I use it all the time now. And I'm teaching my children how to do it because everything goes back to our thoughts. And my husband, we were having a conversation yesterday. We had to take our son to a children's hospital for a checkup. And on the way, because it's almost a two hour drive, we just talk. That's our favorite times. And I don't even remember, he was talking about something and he said, well, it's the way you think, or it's how you think about something. And I was like, yeah, it's mindset mastery. Like there's a term for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha's term for it. Yeah. I love that because I think I have seen it time and time again in our coaching calls, like um, my clients get access to the mindset reset workbook. It was actually, I was on a retreat just like this, a me treat just like this last year. And I would, I just like, it was totally a God thing. It just like this workbook came to be, and I've used it in so many areas of my life. And I share that testimony with my clients all the time, money mindset, motherhood mindset, faith mindset, like yes. so many different things. And Kamala's really taken to that. And she's oftentimes shown up to coaching calls, like with the mindset work mostly done because she's, she's done the mindset reset workbook, or maybe you're like me, you kind of just have it memorized. You don't really need to pull out the workbook anymore. You can just stop in a moment and check yourself and like, what are my thoughts? What are my feelings? How am I creating or, or adding to this result? Um, and so I love that about you. You're one of the ones that shows up, you do your homework, you take it seriously. You've even had a baby this year and yes. you took no time off from coaching. You're like, nope, he's like five days old and we're on a coaching call. I think that's why I'm, I mean, the postpartum has been like amazing through this. And my, my previous two were not. And for those of you who don't know, this was an unplanned pregnancy. I actually had to do a lot of mindset reset <laughs> for that as well, <laughs> but it only took two weeks. So that's good. <laughs> Right. Um, uh, but yeah, doing uh, actually, he was born the week that we started. She rises. That was our, it, it, he is the same age as she rises. So. Wow. <laughs> I didn't um, realize that. Yes. But I think that God had aligned that so perfectly because he knew like the way that my brain works, if I was left to myself to do nothing and just have him plus two older kids now, 
like that that may have driven me crazy but <laughs> but instead it was god right here always in the front and so it kept me focused and that's i was going to say another one of my favorite things about coaching is the accountability that even though i know how to do the mindset reset like i know deep down i could probably do all this without you now but i don't want to Right. Yes. I feel you. I feel you for real. I love coaching. I love having somebody else in my corner. That's like, yeah. And, And so I hired a health coach this past year. Same thing. She teaches the same exact mindset work that I do. Yet I hired her. Cause I'm like, there's just, you know, like there's, there's a blind spot or whatever. I just needed the accountability. I needed someone to show up with me kind of a thing. And so I completely agree. Yes. Like that, having you, I remember actually, um, I was so close to being finished with my first draft of the book that I wrote, the first book that I wrote this year. And I had, I think it was like a chapter or a couple chapters left. And I remember saying, well, my editor is on vacation and I could just wait and do it. And you were like, why wait? Just do it. And I was like, yeah not what I wanted to hear but yeah I guess I will and so I sat down that evening after we got off of our call and I picked my kids up from school and I sat down and I ended up writing before the week was over I think it was just like two days I ended up finishing the whole book and so I was like okay God I get it I should have just not even thought about not doing it just sat down and do it but that's why you gave me Sasha (laughs) right like yeah (laughs) And also to have like a sounding board, just to be able to, to talk through whatever's going on out loud. And then whenever you read it back to me, I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't even realize. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's It's amazing. You know, in, in psychology, they say, even if somebody were to go and like talk to a telephone pole, and just verbally process out loud and talk to a telephone pole or a fire hydrant or whatever, some kind of inanimate object that cannot hear you, cannot speak back, cannot help you process your thoughts. That is even helpful. But to have that conversation with another person that, that shares beliefs with you, that shares, you know, common goals or values or whatever. Um, and somebody that's, that's trained and asking good questions and listening with, a listening ear and responding back, um, is super valuable. One, oh, there's two more things I want to touch on. One of them you had mentioned, like, you didn't even know what self-care was in the beginning. Like you were just doing what you thought you were supposed to do and, and whatever else. And you've recently in a coaching call mentioned something to me about your self-care after like during postpartum having a new baby. And so do you want to share that shift yeah. that's taken place as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, Uh, The secret is self-care comes from putting God first in your life and having that relationship with him uh, because Jesus is always the answer. (laughs) Right. And I never understood that before then. And actually taking care of myself because I am made in his image and I am worth taking care of. And because I take care of myself by taking a shower which right now our water is still not 
working good in the town that we live in because it froze our water tower froze so I'm oh kind of grungy but <laughs> as soon as our water's good I'm gonna take a shower and I'm not gonna feel guilty because I have a baby I'm gonna say I have a husband who is equally responsible for that baby and he can take care of it when seven years ago it was like oh no this is my job I'm the mom I have to take care of the kids I have to take care of my husband I have to do it all and now I don't feel bad because I know if I don't take care of myself, what kind of example am I setting for my kids? Mm-hmm. You know, they see that they're not going to take care of themselves. And also my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And how dare I mistreat it? Like, <laughs> right. No, like I should take care of it. I should want to. And that's like an all around like health. Like I started eating healthier and I walked all year even before I found out that I was pregnant but continued through the pregnancy until it got too cold to go outside and walk so that's on my goals for next year is to find a way to exercise when the weather is not cooperative but yeah um but also just being kind to myself like mentally grace the one thing that you told me that stuck And I don't even remember when it was, but you told me in one of our early coaching calls, give yourself grace. And nobody's ever told me that before. And when you said that, I mean, it just broke me. And I was like, I can do that. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, that was before May, because I think it was May. I released the Mother's Day episode of like every one thing every mom needs to hear right now or whatever. I think that was the episode anyway um, on the podcast. So you've talked about. Um, my next question I want to ask is how has coming into coaching and, and investing in yourself, bettering yourself had an impact on your kids, your spouse, um, other people around you. You've mentioned about how self-care is setting an example for your kids and taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others. You've mentioned teaching your kids mindset mastery stuff. What else, like how, what other ways has this had a ripple effect on your family and other people around you? Um, One of the biggest ways is learning about healthy boundaries, which I think also falls into self-care because that was one of my very bad non-self-care issues (laughs) whenever we first started coaching and knowing that it's okay to say no to people, whether they're friends or family or neither, like it's okay. And teaching my children that that it's okay because I grew up in a, a no boundary home. Like my mom is very codependent and I don't think she still realizes what healthy boundaries are. And so having that, that, I don't know, just in me that it's okay to say no. And it doesn't mean that I love them less. Right. And so, because that's the way I felt was, well, if I say no, then they're going to think I don't love them, but actually it's letting them be more responsible for themselves. So it's showing them more love. It's kind of like, if you don't discipline your children, you're not loving them, you're hurting them. So it's a similar aspect there. Um, And so my kids have actually, they've seen those healthy boundaries. And I mean, we tell them like, this is a healthy boundary. We're not going to go to so-and-so's house every day of the week. And we're going to say no, even to the kids for going places and doing things, because you have to have those boundaries in order for everything to work the way that it's supposed to. 
and keep in alignment with God. And that's actually one of my, my very quick go-to for my mindset is, is this getting in the way of God Hmm. with me personally, in my heart, in my mind, if it's getting in the way of God, I'm going to say no, because I don't want anything to get in the way of God anymore. And we just want to keep going forward. And even in our relationships, like I have, I've been blessed throughout my whole life of having friends and I value my friendships, but now I look at my friendships and I'm like, are they going toward God with me? Yes. Okay, great. Let's run together. If not, I love you. I'm here to listen. I will pray with you, but I'm not walking that direction. So sorry, you know, right. Yeah. So healthy boundaries has been really incredible for you too. Yes. Also, I wanted to share uh, for the She Rises, or I guess it wasn't part of the She Rises, but it was during She Rises, you did the um, fasting. uh, Yes, yes. And I fasted from dairy because my infant, we thought, I don't know, he's okay now. I've actually had dairy, but I fasted for two weeks and it was my first time ever fasting with prayer, with the intention of seeking God in the absence of something else. And I didn't know until after, but my husband watched me and started fasting and he fasted for at least a week. I don't know exactly how long from breakfast, every morning at breakfast, he would read his Bible and pray instead of eating breakfast. And he would still have a cup of coffee, but I didn't realize it until we were finished with the U version part of it. And I didn't actually start mine until the week after, but it was almost at the end of mine. And he said something, I said something about breakfast and he goes, Oh, I've been fasting. I was like, you've been fasting too. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, yeah. I was like, Oh, (laughs) yeah. So, and for me, like, I don't know. You would think I would be the person to not even care that he's a preacher, but because he's my husband and I know him better than anybody. But at the same time, I'm like, he has one of the highest callings of being a pastor. Like sometimes I feel in his shadow or intimidated by his calling, even though I have no reason to be like, he's very humble about it. And he lifts me up as an equal with him in that. And I still there are times like that where I'm like, I persuaded you to fast just by you watching me fast like that. I can influence you still, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing how God works in that. And so it just, it, yeah, it, it was really humbling to me too to yeah. see that. Yeah. So you, you've changed your life in such a way that you've been able to teach your kids mindset mastery and your husband's even noticed and picking up on things. And, um, I don't want to say following your lead, but just you've taken steps to better yourself as a mom and as a woman of God and, and just the people around you are noticing and also like rising to the occasion, if you will. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. And I actually, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Janelle, uh, prior, my sister, So we actually had a very estranged relationship (laughs) and we started talking whenever COVID happened because we thought the world was going to end and we weren't Mm going to ever see each other. So we needed to make amends before we died. And 
through this journey, I have healed. And so I've been able to heal and forgive and reach out to her more intimately. And she's been able to heal and forgive and reach back. And we were actually accountability buddies in the She Rises Challenge. And we actually, a few weeks to months prior to that, we were accountability partners anyway, just calling each other and checking in and doing a devotional together or just, hey, what have you read about in your Bible today? And to have that relationship, we didn't grow up together. She lived with our dad and I lived with our mom in different states. And so 15 years, we didn't even know each other. And so to have the closeness and the relationship that we have now and to know that God is at the core of it is just such a beautiful thing. It's such a blessing. Yes. I love that. I love it so much. (laughs) Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Kamala, for coming on and for sharing all this with us. I super appreciated just this touching of base uh, to be reminded of like what it was like before the I am, um, what it's been like going through. Like, I remember a lot of what you're talking about. So it's really great. And I've truly been honored to like walk beside you and do life with you throughout this journey. And, and I appreciate you more than, you know, (laughs) So thanks again. Um, any parting words for anybody who's like, man, I'm just not sure about coaching. I'm not sure about this program. I'm not sure just in general, what would you say to somebody? Okay. So one thing I did want to say was I mentioned, I love homework. I'm just a nerd anyway, but even if you don't like homework, it's not like homework. It's help work. It's self-help that it's just a guide. It's a way to direct you and you go at your own pace. It's not rushed. It's not like you're going to get a bad grade. If you, there, there is no wrong. It's, (laughs) um, but if you're still questioning whether you should have a coach or not, I'm going to say yes. Like, just try it. You know, if, if it doesn't work out and you're like, oh man, I just don't like anything that she says. And I just, I don't know. It, it's not going to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> if for some reason it did, I promise God is going to direct you in the right way. Right. Um, yeah, I would say try it. Because before I was like, no, I don't need to talk to other people. Like I've got a good husband and, and me, we got this. And I'm, I'm holding on to Sasha for life now, guys. Like <laughs> Until God takes us home, we're stuck together. Just so you Yay. know. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Totally good with it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I love that. Words from Kamala, just try it. Even she was not so sure about coaching, but look at all, all the shifts that have taken place in the last year of her life. I can't believe it's only been a year, but I also can't believe it's already been a year. So anyways, again, it's been my pleasure to work with you. And if any of you watching this in the community or listening on the podcast are Um, interested in learning more, I'd be happy to jump on a call with you and share a little bit more about what it looks like inside the program, explore some of your struggles or dreams and explore what your year could look like in 2023. So God bless you all. Thank you. And um, yeah, have a blessed day.